why I was everyone sitting down? Herschel Walker was diagnosed with dissociative identity disorder. Multiple personalities, you mean? Is this a Halloween joke? <laughs> no. Herschel apparently has or had 12 alter egos. The guy who diagnosed him is not a medical doctor, and he believes he can treat the gay out of people's brains, turning them straight. He also believes that mental illness can often be confused with demonic possession and a box of colored crayons is involved. So what did the alleged 11 Herschel Walker personalities say to his core personality when they showed up? You opened the crayon box. We came. Time to play. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Dubie friends. Welcome back to Dubious. Hey, Sandra. Also, welcome to the listeners with us for the first time. As you guys know, our intro is usually a funny joke related to the content of our episode, but this time it wasn't really a joke. I mean, it was, but also wasn't. <laughs> I wish it was a joke, 100%, though. In this episode, we're talking about Georgia U.S. Senate candidate and former American football player Herschel Walker and his struggles with mental illness. And brace yourselves for a wild ride, because the demons are just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yes, and look, we would never really make fun of anyone suffering from any condition, physical or mental, but we both think it's acceptable in this case, because being diagnosed by a guy who thinks brain demonization is a thing you can see on an MRI and who graduated from a Bible university and has no medical degree is not really, you know, that's not medicine. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure our listeners in the U.S. have seen Herschel all over the news recently. But uh, let's recap the current situation for our international listeners real fast. A day after the Daily Beast broke the news that Herschel Walker had a secret 10-year-old son he fathered out of wedlock, the football star turned politician confirmed that he has yet another son with a different woman that the public also did not know about as well as a daughter that he had in college. Now, there's nothing wrong with having many children, but if you are running on a family values conservative ideology platform, it kind of is. And if the children out of wedlock scandal wasn't enough, Herschel Walker wants a national ban on abortion in the US. He's the most extreme anti-abortion candidate in the November 2022 midterm elections, but it turns out he paid for an ex-girlfriend to get an abortion in 2009. Actually, he urged the mother of one of his children to have two abortions. Uh, she just refused to have the second one. Initially, he denied knowing who the woman is, but the Daily Beast then published irrefutable evidence. She is the mother of his 13-year-old son, and she lives in Texas. Yeah, and there's no problem in a couple or a woman alone deciding to terminate a pregnancy. The problem is trying to impose an abortion ban on everybody else, on all American women, while you had your girlfriend have an abortion and wanted her to have a second one. Right. So in an interview in September 2020, Herschel said, I want to apologize to the African-American community because the fatherless home is a major, major problem. In another December 2019 interview, he said that, quote, men need to go into neighborhoods and become fathers of those fatherless children. I mean, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Herschel Walker, U.S. Senator. That sounds scarier than the demon in the intro, huh? Definitely. 
definitely scarier. I mean, even to his family, another one of his children, 22-year-old Christian Walker, who is a full-blown conservative, by the way, took to social media to let everyone know his father, Herschel, is basically a liar. This is what he posted on Twitter. Every family member of Herschel Walker asked him not to run for office because we all know some of his past, every single one. He decided to give us the middle finger and air out all of his dirty laundry in public while simultaneously lying about it. I'm done. <laughs> As they say in the tech world, hypocrisy is a feature, not a bug, with these Republicans running for office, isn't it? Yes, and there are more details regarding the abortion slash kids out of wedlock Herschel Walker scandal, but I think we pretty much summed up the most important parts for our listeners. It's essential to remember, though, this guy has a string of domestic violence accusations as well from multiple ex-wives and ex-girlfriends, restraining orders, all that sort of thing, you name it. He also stalked a cheerleader from the Dallas Cowboys professional football team hiding outside of her home on several occasions. Quite the uh. creeper, Mr. Walker. Yeah, that's super creepy. And as if all of that isn't enough, Herschel Walker is being treated for his mental health issues by a so-called Christian psychological therapist. He's also an ex-pastor from Zimbabwe, and he has no real medical credentials. Boom shakalaka! <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, according to Herschel Walker's doctor, there are demons. They're real. And sometimes, according to the same doctor, mental illness can be mistaken with demonic possession. <laughs> <laughs> Look, red flags everywhere. This is where my dubimeter alarms go off. So Jerry Mungaze, the therapist who treats Herschel Walker, uses diagnostic techniques which go all the way back to the satanic panic and multiple personality disorder stories from the psychiatric profession in the 1970s and 1980s. It's unclear exactly if Mungaze is still Walker's current doctor, but we do know they have a long-standing friendship. We'll circle back to Jerry and the Demons as we go along. Yes, and by the way, you're on a roll lately in calling me with completely outrageous episode topics which turn out to be true, like the Ginny Thomas unbelievable <laughs> story we did recently. I wanted to compliment you on that. I mean, one of these days, you're going to stop interrupting me and listen to my long explanations about new episode topics. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Keep your expectations realistic, please. <laughs> Here's the thing, everyone. Neil will call and say, hey, we should do a thing about XYZ. And then he immediately shifts gears and he goes back like 250 years in history. And he says like, see, back then in 1747, a farmer from a small village in whatever and whatever. And then I hear something about the Colombian president, the robot and, co and, and the cocaine smuggler. And like, then it's... you interrupt me. <laughs> it's very rude. <laughs> And yeah, I interrupt and I say, I don't care about that. What's the story about XYZ? <laughs> well, my stories are complex. Patience is a virtue. So is brevity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. I hate it when that happens. So anyway, let's try to put all this Herschel Walker Trump mess together for our listeners. Yes, guys, Trump is in it too. And considering that people from over 120 countries are listening to us, I counted, uh, and there are probably a lot more people in our US audience who weren't watching American football 30 years ago, who is Herschel Walker? I mean, besides a Republican Senate candidate in Georgia. Well, before he was a Republican US Senate candidate, Herschel Walker was a running back in American football from the 1980s into the early 1990s. 
So running back is a guy on the football field who gets hit in the head all the time. That's relevant to this story, probably. He played amateur football at the University of Georgia, who won a national championship while he was there in 1980, and he began a professional football career in 1983. And look, he still holds some professional performance records in American football as well. So in fairness, he was a star athlete at all levels, one of the greatest American football players of all time. But the NFL, which I'll assume most people know of, wasn't the only professional American football league back then. There was a competing professional football league called the USFL, and our big wet boy Donald Trump actually owned a USFL team based in New Jersey in 1984 and 1985. And the star player on Trump's team back then was Herschel Walker. So Trump and Herschel Walker have been friends or at least acquaintances for decades. I guess the dum-dum rubbed off on Herschel. He didn't turn out to be a decent guy. I wonder why. (laughs) (laughs) He did not use Manscaped. That's how. be friends you don't want to fast forward through this we'll be talking about our private parts we've got stories <laughs> and we are hyped to announce that this dubious episode is brought to you by manscaped also we have a surprise yes first let me tell you shaving or trimming below the waist area is a gamble disaster can strike at any moment <laughs> <laughs> I'm Irish, and I used to have a generic barbershop trimmer for my below-the-waist area every time I used it. The bathroom looked like a crime scene, (laughs) like a leprechaun had been murdered with a hedge trimmer. (laughs) But with the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, no dead leprechaun anymore. It passed the test with flying colors. Flying floofs, you mean? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, my performance package 4.0 by Manscaped arrived. I obsessed inside the package you will find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer crop preserver deodorant and crop reviver toner and what's the surprise our listeners will get 20 percent off and free shipping on any purchase on manscaped.com by using promo code dubious manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0 the manscaped boxers and the shed travel bag yes queen everyone loves a good And these are high-end quality products. I've been divorced for quite a while. Ladies, there was a lot of work to be done. The lawnmower is the best trimmer ever. I will stand by it. It's also waterproof. You can use it in the shower, and this is huge for me. It has a LED spotlight, so you can see what you're doing. Fire! Right? And I've tried the crop preserver deodorant on my hand, has a lovely discreet scent, but makes a statement. And then I licked my hand to see if it leaves any chemical taste in my mouth and no taste, people. The skin feels great also. That's because all Manscaped skincare products are vegan and cruelty-free. Ladies and gents, the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 is the perfect gift for the man in your life. With the holiday season coming up, I can't think of a better, more useful present. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 is the only personal hygiene set that you need. Your significant other will be thrilled. And if you don't have a significant other and want one, go to manscaped.com right now. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code dubious at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code dubious. Unlock his confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Right. So back to our story. Yep. 
So Trump and Herschel Walker had business dealings with each other beginning 40 years ago. There have been several documentaries made about Herschel Walker over the years before Trump was ever involved in politics, and Trump appeared in some of those documentaries, too. And those documentaries were not always just praise and adulation for Herschel Walker as a football player, either. Yes, like many other former professional football players in America, Herschel Walker has been accused of domestic violence multiple times since leaving professional football. Yeah, it's a common pattern at this point, with players coming out of long American professional football careers. In the past 10 years, neurosurgeons have found proven links between repeated head injuries and paranoia, depression, memory loss, and violent reactions. The medical term for it is chronic traumatic encephalopathy, or CTE, and it's a very real condition. There's no controversy about it, unlike with uh, DID, the dissociative identity disorder. And it's rather insidious in that there's no way to diagnose a living person with CTE. Uh, the only way to get a proven diagnosis is from examining the tissue samples of someone's brain after they have died. So, in any case, I think it's fair to say that if you played American football for a long time, chances are your brain has been affected. So, Herschel Walker's domestic violence history is a possible symptom of CTE, but there's no way for anyone to know that for sure and diagnose him, yeah. Right. Uh, he certainly fits some of the patterns, but we cannot be certain that he has CTE. We can say for sure that he has a problem with violence against women, though. That much is a fact. Yes. And here's a sample of Herschel Walker's past with wives and girlfriends, according to women in his life. So Herschel Walker married his college girlfriend, Cindy Grossman, in 1983, and they divorced in 2001. And they do have one son together, Christian. He's the one we talked about earlier. She said Herschel threatened to kill her with guns and knives on multiple occasions. Actually, he held a gun to her head and threatened to blow her head off and to kill her new boyfriend after they divorced as well. Christian, Herschel, and Cindy's son said that they once had to move six times in six months to try and escape Herschel's talking and threatening behavior. And as we mentioned before, his anti-abortion principles don't hold up either. The woman he urged to have abortions said that he's only seen his child with her, only a handful of times since the child was born. And it's not just the history of domestic abuse and abandoned children that Herschel Walker lies about. He also lies about completely ridiculous things as well. In 2010, he said he was a vegetarian who only ate one meal per day and still did the same daily workout routine he did when he was playing football. But a story from the New York Times in the 1980s said he lived on a diet mostly of sneaker bars, hamburgers, and Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> he also claimed that he, quote, manages several hospitals, when in fact, he's just a PR guy for a couple of clinics in the Dallas area, which haven't even opened yet. And he falsely claimed to have a company that owned food processing facilities with, quote, 600 employees, but it turns out he just licensed his name to a chicken nugget company for marketing, and his business only has eight employees. And he mocked people who got COVID business loans in 2020, but he was on the board of directors of the Southerly Hotel Group, a hotel chain which took $9 million in COVID business loans and then fired 90% of its employees after getting the government loan. 
And Herschel was paid about $250,000 while on their board of directors between 2016 and 2021. He also said donating 15% of profits to charity was part of the corporate charter, but the charities he claimed got donations from Southerly apparently never got any of this money. (laughs) So either just flat out lies or memory loss from CTE or... Or maybe Herschel has another much more weird explanation for his mental health issues, the dissociative personality disorder. So let's dig into it. So, fair warning, this is where we're going to just go ahead and fly off the rails entirely into ridiculous territory, everybody. Herschel Walker has been seeing a, quote, Christian psychotherapist for the past 15 to 20 years. Herschel and doctor, and I say that with the world's biggest air quotes, (laughs) Jerry Mungaze, were on the track and field team together in college in the early 1980s. But they reconnected in 2001 after... We regret to inform everyone, Mungaze was given a PhD from the psychology department at the same university I attended here in Texas. (laughs) (laughs) That explains a lot. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. But thoughts and prayers to your resume. (laughs) (laughs) In fairness, we also have a couple of famous Western genre novelists. Uh, We got Mike Judge, the creator of Office Space, Idiocracy, and Beavis and Butthead. And uh, beloved Hollywood actor Peter Weller, who most people probably remember as RoboCop. Oh, and the main Charlie Manson cult murderer, Tex Watson, was a student there as well. that you did about the good people that went there and then, <laughs> <laughs> like you tried to redeem the university but then <laughs> what the f- kind of school did you go to <laughs> well let's just say friends at the university of north texas we're gonna have to insist that you do better in the psychology department no more demonic possession phd dissertations from here on out Yeah, maybe your arts people are doing okay, but the psychology department, not so much. Jerry Mungdaze is living, breathing proof of that, and so is Herschel Walker. (laughs) Yeah, right? Anyway, among other things, Dr. Jerry Mungdaze claims he can determine whether someone is, quote, possessed by the gay demon by what color they pick out of a crayon box to color on a piece of paper with. A British TV show doing a documentary episode about gay therapy, Christian clinics, actually sent one of their hosts to enroll in a kind of pray the gay away course with Dr. Jerry, and they recorded the whole thing with a hidden microphone. So what color do you pick from the crayon box if you are possessed by the gay demon then? Well, I'm not sure that it matters because in an interview about that very topic, Dr. Jerry admitted later that he was colorblind. (laughs) (laughs) This can't be real. (laughs) I mean, I have a literature degree from the place, ridiculous as it may be, that spawned these people, and I couldn't make this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) You should ask for your money back. (laughs) Wait, wait, it gets better. I don't see how that's possible. Would you like to hear a review posted online about Dr. Jerry's Christian Therapy Clinic? I'm not sure. I'm kind of scared. (laughs) As you should be, because the receptionist there is actually many receptionists, like the shampoo and conditioner, three in one. (laughs) Okay, so here we go. 
This was posted by someone named Jody in June of 2014 as a review for Dr. Jerry Mungaze's clinic on wellness.com. Quote, I attended this trauma program for about nine weeks, and it is aptly named because the treatment I received there was a type of trauma on its own. A woman with multiple personality disorder did the scheduling and billing. One of her personalities didn't like me. <laughs> scheduling <laughs> and billing were always in a complete state of chaos. She was eventually replaced by another woman with the same issue who had at least more friendly and agreeable presenting hosts. <laughs> the group dynamics were reprehensible. People were singled out and ganged up on at the will of whatever was happening with the many personalities being dealt with at any given time. There was no supervision or attempt at conflict resolution. It was like a pack of wolves. I was allowed slash encouraged to decompensate, meaning I left less functioning than when I came. I put a lot of work into collaging and journaling, but no one ever seemed available or willing to help me process memories in my therapy sessions. Dr. Mungaze demonstrated a lack of ethical intentions. My confidentiality was violated directly many times throughout my treatment. I believe that Dr. Mungaze knows quite a lot about the brain, trauma, and ritual abuse, which leaves me with large questions as to why he would choose to run his practice in a way that he knows would be triggering for the majority of his patients, i.e. unhealthy group dynamics, disorganized billing, over and under scheduling. I would never recommend that anyone see Dr. Mungaze or his associates. It will not be a positive experience, and you will be left dealing with scars of the treatment as well as whatever trauma initially you came to treatment for. This is the most outrageous thing we have put in a podcast episode in quite a while, I think. It is, and I think it should be noted that no one knows about, quote, ritual abuse because there is no such thing. Right, and let's clarify, we're not making fun of the patient. It's obvious that as far as I'm concerned and as far as you, Neil, are concerned, probably she was a victim of this snake doctor, just like many other people who went there to get treatment. It's the whole context that makes this laughable because any of these diagnoses Dr. Mungadze put, including on the receptionist, nothing can be trusted. That's why we are laughing because, I don't know, I've never heard of anything like it. Yeah, a handful of Christian psychiatrists just made up this whole concept of ritual abuse. No one anywhere in America at any point in time was ever a victim of satanic ritual abuse. Well, maybe they went to the Buenos Aires Yoga School. Maybe they were there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, maybe once in South America. There's a premium episode on that one. Search for Placido Domingo, everyone. Imagine the people who are listening to us for the first time trying to figure out if we have brain trauma for telling them to go search our episodes for the Placido Domingo ritual sex cult. <laughs> well, I did not choose to be born into this world, everybody. I just talk about what happens in it on a podcast. Yeah, don't blame us, people. We're caught in this crazy world just like you are. <laughs> So, thankfully, the sitting U.S. senator from this seat in Georgia seems to be smart enough to know that he doesn't need to say anything about all of this. He's being quiet and just letting the Herschel Walker stories write themselves. And, man, there are some stories. Yes, so Herschel Walker is running against Senator Raphael Warnock. And 
the only thing that the Republicans have on Warnock is basically accusing him of being in a TV ad with a puppy. The puppy is named Alvin, by the way. <laughs> so what's the problem with the puppy? They're apparently super mad that the puppy Alvin does not belong to Senator Warnock. Puppy Alvin belongs to one of Warnock's friends. That's it? Yeah, it's okay that Herschel Walker drove around Dallas thinking about killing a guy who was late delivering a car he bought, I guess, but a picture with a puppy they cannot tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> well... The Republicans are very sensitive people. There was a local news video trending on Twitter the other day about a woman here in Texas who claims that the new Disney Hocus Pocus movie is casting spells through the TV <laughs> at her children. <laughs> I mean, are you surprised? Look, there is a study. I read about it. Back in the 1950s, 70% of Americans did not believe in ghosts and evil spirits. Only about 28% did. And those were in the more rural areas with less access to schools and so on. And now in 2022, 72 years later, despite having access to information on the go at the tip of our fingers, People are getting stupider. A little over 70% of Americans now believe in evil spirits and ghosts. We are regressing. Well, we should have known this would be a good Halloween year. I mean, it's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> Herschel Walker's ridiculous quotes and news stories. We got a new Clive Barker Hellraiser movie that came out last week. The ever-present Trump drama going on in these criminal cases about the January 6th situation the Mar-a-Lago papers, the erosion of democracy and fascism looming big over all of us. Yeah, it's been a roller coaster ride in the past month and, well, past few years, to be honest. And if you add one of Herschel's 12 personalities playing Russian roulette with a loaded gun and risking his own life, as per his book, I don't think we'll get off this train soon. It is really a roller coaster ride. Do you know what else is a roller coaster ride? Dubious Podcast Premium Episodes! Yeah, we do two premium episodes per month, everyone, and they are only available to our premium patrons. And we actually have a premium episode about Russian roulette, since Sandra mentioned Herschel playing it with himself. You can get our premium episodes by going to dubiouspod.com and clicking on the Become a Patron button at the top of the page or by clicking the link in this episode's notes. And for less than you spend buying a fancy coffee, you can get our two premium episodes every month in addition to all our public episodes ad-free. Anyway, as we said, Herschel Walker's doctor didn't think of all this ridiculous multiple personality demonic possession stuff by himself. The crayon coloring trick was straight out of the satanic panic back in the 1980s. Of course it was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the satanic panic never died. That's what I think. It just morphed into something new. The Republicans and the QAnon crowd have put a new spin on it. You know, the babies being kidnapped and eaten alive by satanic Democrats or being sex trafficked at alarmed rates. I mean, all of it complete BS, obviously. Anyway, there are some great articles about the satanic panic ritual trauma written by a psychiatrist from Duke University named Alan Francis, who chaired the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnosis Manual Review Board 30 years ago. He was responsible, thankfully, for getting the satanic ritual abuse trauma diagnoses removed from the official psychiatric diagnosis manuals. And in the article we'll link in the notes, he cites another psychiatrist named Richard Knoll, who has attended a satanic ritual abuse trauma panel 
at a psychiatry conference in Chicago in 1990. Noel recounted how Bennett Braun, one of the leading proponents of the satanic cult theories in psychiatry at the time, showed a film to a lecture audience which depicted, guess what? What? Coloring with crayons. (laughs) (laughs) Noel said that the film showed a patient coloring on a coloring book, and when the patient picked the red crayon from the box, Braun yelled to the audience, quote, See the Satanism! There it is! We are doomed as a species. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I lived through this stuff back in the 1980s, closer to it than most people as well. When I was a kid, my family lived in the Little Rock, Arkansas area for a while, when the most famous case of people being wrongly convicted of a crime due to the Satanic Panic happened. The West Memphis Three murder case. Yes, and there is a HBO documentary series about that case. It's called Paradise Lost, if anyone hasn't seen it. And these films were perhaps the earliest versions of what we call true crime videos and podcasts today. And the trial of those three kids was a complete sham. Just utter occult nonsense, very disturbing, no scientific. It was just crazy. Yes. It's baffling to me that we keep rehashing these things over and over, even 40 years later in the internet age. So let's get back to our ship, as we say in Romania. Uh, Herschel Walker was, according to himself and his book called Breaking Free, diagnosed with DID, Dissociative Personality Disorder, by Dr. Jerry Mungdaze. Of course, this is key. (laughs) Herschel says in that 2008 book that he had 12 distinct alter egos, including the warrior who played football, the sentry who avoided emotional attachments, and the thrill-seeker who played Russian roulette with a loaded gun. Now, there are a few things that don't really add up here, and these personalities seem to me, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, like an excuse, maybe like, oh, that wasn't me having all those extramarital affairs. So oh, that wasn't me. That was Johnny, my thrill-seeking personality. Yeah, know? exactly. I mean, when your wife catches you with a side girl, it's like, oh, it, it was Johnny. <laughs> yeah. But she caught me on the counter. Wasn't me. Saw me banging on the sofa. Wasn't me. <laughs> yes, exactly. And again, we're not making fun of anyone's medical issues. But that's the thing here. Dr. Jerry is not a medical doctor. Uh, He's a demons and crayons doctor, so (laughs) he can't diagnose people because he has no background in neurology or psychiatry. And, I mean, we all just saw this past week how much Herschel Walker lies, so... Exactly. So, what is DID, really? Well, it is a contentious diagnosis. Cases of DID are very rare. Dissociative Identity Disorder was first included in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, the handbook for mental health practitioners that's also called the DSM, in 1994. Before that, it had been referred to as Multiple Personality Disorder. There's a general agreement that childhood trauma, severe physical or sexual abuse, in most cases prolonged and repeated over lengthy periods of time, like we're talking months and years, can cause DID. A child creates alters to cope, basically. It creates other personalities to suffer the trauma to spare the core person's personality. So the alter experiences the pain and abuse, sparing the child. Now, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Walker said that as a pudgy child with a stutter, he was bullied by other kids in his hometown of Wrightsville in middle Georgia, and he described being so lonely that he paid other kids to talk to him. 
I mean, that's kind of sad. Kids should not be bullied. Yes, that's trauma, right? But does Herschel really have DID and 12 personalities? I'm not sold on that. Also, he says he's now completely cured of DID, which again, is not how this works from my understanding. If you have DID, even if a psychiatrist manages to help you reduce the number of your personalities to integrate them, any of them can still be triggered and brought back to life, so to speak, at any moment by almost anything. So it's, it's yeah. yeah. So cured is not a thing. Not really. Also, Herschel framed the whole DID situation as yet one more obstacle he had to overcome. Like, I might be wrong, but the book and all of it, it seems like a PR move. And this is why I don't really buy this DID hurdle he so successfully overcame and had no relapses ever. Now, Dr. Jerry Mundaze wrote the foreword to Walker's book, And this is what Herschel says in the book. Dr. Jerry has played an important role in my healing process. I consider him one of my best friends and probably the most essential. It sounds like Jerry wrote a book, maybe. (laughs) Exactly. And if you're not yet convinced Jerry's diagnosis can't be trusted, check this out. In a paper he presented in 2000, Mungaze provided a checklist of questions practitioners should ask their patients. Among them... Quote, have they willingly, under any circumstances, vowed to follow Satan? (laughs) (laughs) What if I say yes? (laughs) Then you are, I I don't know, then you have DID and you need some colored crayons, I guess. But (laughs) But I think I would feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I think we made our point. And did we mention that Dr. Jerry is an ex-pastor? Can't remember. Yeah, I think we did. Well, this is why religion and science shouldn't mix. I mean, they can't mix. They're like water and oil. Same with law and religion. Must they separate it like the founding fathers intended? Now, the question is, does Herschel really believe all of this stuff about having had multiple personality disorder? I mean, besides the PR move and the book and stuff, does he really, really, really believe that he had this condition? You know, I don't know. I would say he has a tendency to lie and manipulate people. We can see that in how he treats the women and children in his life. But it's also very sad what happens to these former NFL players. If that's at the root of his dishonesty and outrageous statements, it's really more sad than nefarious, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was born in the Deep South in the U.S., and football was as big there as soccer in Europe when I was a kid. And when you look down the list of names of people who I saw as a kid on TV every week who are dead and they were known to have suffered from CTE due to head trauma from playing football, you know, it's just tragic. Agreed, 100%. And this is the thing. CTE is a real medical condition. There is no doubt about that. And the sad part is that there is stigma still associated with mental illness, no matter what it might be. And there shouldn't be any stigma. That's the thing. Yeah, and, you know, these football players, they were celebrities as much as famous actors and musicians were in the U.S. And for them to be all dead so young, I mean, it's just bad. You know, personally, I quit watching football in the past few years, not necessarily because of any moral outrage, but that's part of it. You know, the NFL tried to lie and hide the effects of head trauma on players for many years. And at the end of the day, people are either buying a ticket or watching the games on TV for the players. 
And who wants to watch some type of entertainment that kills its performers? That is a very good point. And actually, just a few days ago, there was another case. I don't watch football, so I can't remember the player's name, but he was sent back on the field three days after he had a big concussion. And then the second time he had to be carried out on a stretcher. So, yes, yeah. it's just terrible. Exactly. It is sad and it says a lot about us as a society and it's sad especially for the players who are already dead. You know, they didn't know when they started playing football as young kids that they were taking up a profession that would cost them their lives. And in the case of players like Aaron Hernandez and Philip Adams, the lives of other people who those players murdered in uncontrolled fits of rage too. And in Herschel Walker's case, the thing that made him a great player was that he was big and fast and aggressive. I mean, he was a player on offense, so his task is to score points and stay away from people trying to tackle him on a basic level. But he ran through people just because he could. He was bigger and stronger and faster than everybody else on the field. So you have to wonder how much of this behavior could possibly be just CTE. Very good point again. And there is a study in the Journal of the American Medical Association from 2017, and it says that out of 111 deceased NFL player brains examined for that study, 110 of them were positive for CT. Yeah, so 99%, in other words. I mean, that's a number that doesn't tell any lies, unlike Herschel Walker and his buddy Dr. Jerry. And about Dr. Jerry, there's one thing that really upsets me. And, you know, it's funny. We laugh about the demons and the crayons and, you know. But the thing is, there are people who actually go to him to seek treatment. You know, there are people who believe he can help. And I feel bad for those people because, first of all, they pay probably a lot of money. And second, like that lady said in her review, not only they don't get treatment, they get worse. Yeah, I'm not going to be surprised years from now to find out that Herschel Walker had an advanced case of CTE after he retired from football, which caused all this outrageous behavior and all these outrageous statements. In any case, Herschel is not fit to be a U.S. senator. I mean, look, Trump destroyed the standards in our politics. Bush almost lost an election because he didn't know the price of milk, right? And there was a vice president I can't remember who, I'm sorry, and he misspelled potato. It was Bush senior Dan Quayle. And that was a huge scandal and raised questions about him being yeah. fit for office. And look at us now, armed standoff with the police. Yes, Herschel had one of those two, actually. Beating and stalking your exes, having I don't know how many kids out of wedlock when you run on a family values platforms, lying about it, wanting a national ban on abortion while you had your girlfriend have abortion. I mean, look, the 12 alleged personalities and... Herschel, yet he's still in the race. And for all we know, he might win. And he's really just a small part of the whole show. It's just... Republicans are not even hiding anymore. Dana Loesch said, I don't care if Herschel Walker paid for baby eagles to be aborted. I just want control of the Senate. <laughs> yes, I mean, they're owning it. They're admitting to it. And these are the standards now. And look, Herschel is predisposed to violent outbursts. Can you imagine this guy freaking out and getting into a fight in the U.S. Senate because something doesn't go his way or because a woman staffer turns him down or something? I know, right? I mean, I get that people have political participation rights in a democracy, and that's all fine and good. But people who may very likely have traumatic brain injuries which cause uncontrolled rage 
I don't think they need to be in political office. Yes, exactly. Not to mention the lies. I mean, his own kid, who is a Republican, call him a liar. It's not us. And there needs to be a higher standard, particularly in the Senate. And this guy is too unstable, I think, to be a senator, even if we don't believe he has 12 personalities. It's the CTE, actually, that I'm more worried about. And we do have book recommendations for this episode. Um, Again, we have no incentive or deal to recommend these books. These are not ads. These are just good books relevant to this episode. We know all of this stuff about the satanic panic and the multiple personality disorder trend in the 1980s because of two books written by Debbie Nathan, who was writing for The Intercept last time I looked at her Twitter profile. Her book about the satanic panic in the 1980s and 1990s is called Satan's Silence, and her book about multiple personality disorder is called Sybil Exposed. Sybil was the title of the book and film in the 1970s, which brought the multiple personality disorder psychiatric trend into pop culture. I'd say it was the first example of what we would today call a Lifetime movie. Was Sally Field in it? Yes, Sally Field was in it. She played Sybil. It was her first such role. The woman described in that story admitted decades later that her entire multiple personality disorder diagnosis and treatment had been a hoax designed to sell books and sell a movie. So what's the dubimeter for a former football player with fits of rage aimed mostly at women, murderous tendencies, and severe mental health problems either from a rare psychiatric disorder or professional football head trauma, running for election to the U.S. Senate, scale from 1 to 10. My dubimeter for this episode is 20, for all the reasons you enumerated, but also because this is like a sample of what our political institutions will become, And it's dubious AF. I mean, Herschel is all over the news right now, but the American public has slowly started to accept these scandals. So look, now in this moment, Herschel is somewhat an exception in a way, but people like him will become the norm if we don't vote in November and win. And also, I can't get over Dr. Jerry and his satanic crayons, so dubimeter 20. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's nuts, but what in the Trump era isn't? The Republicans are never going to be past Trump. That's the thing with a huge personality cult like him and his followers. Everything is measured by Trump now. There can be no going back. Like, they have nowhere to go but down from here. I can only hope you're right. All I know is that right now, to me personally, it feels like we're all going down with them as a society. People, please vote, vote, vote. And if you like us, please leave us a review in whatever app you're listening to us in. I love feedback and five stars. I love me some stars. Also, you can leave suggestions of subjects you'd like us to discuss, anything really. So this is all we've got for this week. We are at Dubious Pod on all of your social media platforms. Please share us with your friends and family if you like us as well. Thanks for listening to be friends. We love you all and see you next time.